Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you are listening to the Dad Regime Podcast once again, and we are grateful that you have downloaded. Uh, we're also hoping that you have subscribed. We started the year asking for uh, anyone who listens to just pass on how much you enjoy it to one other person. Uh, we're not going to do a whole like and subscribe thing here. We just we just want to grow our audience just a little bit each each month and um, see if we can't um, get those numbers ticking over a little bit more. Uh, the Dad Regime event is getting very, very close. March 16th at the Imperial Hotel, the Monday Brewery Tour. Uh, still a couple of tickets available. Contact us at gmail at um, dadregime at gmail.com if you are interested. Last week, we last week or last episode, we closed the show with Laura Jackson's new song, Away. Uh, while I was putting that together, I found the original track that she shared with us last year, uh, a live track. So we put that at the end of the show to close today's episode i hope you'll enjoy that it's a bit of a shorter one today now we're just talking about music and spotify but we hope you enjoy it i'ma own it i'ma own that shit i've got an argument for it for paying for paying yeah okay well, you're both going to argue against me, but yeah. I can understand. I can understand the whole po- point of owning the music and having it in your possession. But long term, that's not going to be the way music production or music is going. So, just for people who haven't been listening to the stuff that we were just talking about before, you're talking about why you should subscribe to Spotify versus buy a streaming service versus paying for music for a, for a physical physical copy um, or or even so the owning the digital copy digital copy because that's what I'm talking about as in purchasing online where I now own that digital copy because as soon as you st- like say let's say I've just signed up for Apple Music yeah which is their streaming um, as soon as you stop paying them that content disappears from your phone but I can buy the same track on iTunes and it's always on my phone part of my like part of my account I own it digitally yeah for as long as you have an account yeah. are you ever going to get rid of your account I've got the cloud Simon I know but I, I'm not saying that you're ever going to get rid of it no, but I'm I never I don't are... intend to get rid of my Spotify account no but even if I did I could get it I could pay for it again I could cancel my subscription, pick it up again, and have all that music back. Just have it somewhere else. And in fact, I could have an entirely new collection because I don't want to take up the space on my phone with the stuff that I bought. I just want to download new stuff. I think my big, my thing with it is is the way that music has changed in terms of not the way we listen to it, obviously the way we listen to it and the way we stream it and the way it's accessible. The accessibility of something like Spotify to me is just mind-blowing as... A music lover. It's just yeah. like I could listen to any album I wanted to yeah. right now, as long yeah. as you've got Wi-Fi. And in some situations, not even that. You know, you can just get your data. And um, and although I do pay for my monthly subscription to Spotify, I pay yeah, whatever it is at the moment, eleven ninety nine or twelve dollars ninety nine. That to me is still cheaper than the cost of one album on iTunes. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been on iTunes to look for an album no, for such no, a long time. True, we talked about sixteen ninety nine for a new album. Yeah. And what I loved about the trans transfer of music from CDs when we had them 
then into digital copies and we talked about LimeWire a couple of weeks ago by yeah. downloading legally. <laughs> How good was that? <laughs> yeah, and and then going into actually, yes, okay, having an iTunes account and buying albums was to have that physical copy and say, okay, I can share it. Now, I remember when I remember when you first got Apple Music and you were like, it's amazing. I've got all this music. I'll give it to you. And you gave it to me and I opened the folder and it all had padlocks on it. <laughs> and I was like, Joel, you don't own that music. And, and so that was it for me. I'm like, this is bullshit. I need bullshit. to own music. I want to be able to share it in that, you know. And that's what I'm going to say. But what's the point in having music to share with other people when they've already got Spotify? Yeah. If you say to but me, like, I've got this great album. Share playlist. I, yeah. I've got it on my iTunes. I'll copy a disc for you and you put it in your car. But like, dude, i got Spotify. I'll just Bluetooth it through my speakers. <laughs> now, <laughs> before you've got to go home and then I'll see you in six weeks. I'm not trashing the idea of the streaming services. They are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it myself when I was a part of it and did exactly the same thing that you did, what you mentioned in a post, uh, in that you got it for this new music and you found that all you were doing was going back to this old music, <laughs> which you don't have because you own it on CD and you're not going to buy it yeah. on digitally. I did that. I went through a massive, like the 90s grunge bands that I liked and even ones that I knew of that didn't get into just went deep into yeah. the 90s, which was super cool. But um, I also found that I was seeking music so rapidly, like, oh, what's this? What's that? Oh, what's this last one that I've just shazammed on my phone and getting it that I was losing the music you know you yeah. don't you don't involve yeah. yourself with music and it's almost that old person you guys are going to be the old people like oh i can't even remember the name of songs and i'm gonna be like i know this whole album because i yeah. bought it and i still come own on, it come over here look at my laptop i've got it here in a folder <laughs> but I, I i agree with that as well i think it depends on your your your, your interest in the music because i agree with that as well there's so much to take on board you know spotify every single monday discover weekly and there's you get 15, lost in 20, 30 tracks of new stuff. And you go, okay, last night I was listening to it. It was marking some work, um, kids' work. Came on, band came up. I was like, oh, that's cool. Went into their album, listened to two more songs and went, hmm, yeah, nah. I like that original one, favourite that, put it in the list. And I've, I've got a list of stuff, a bit like Shazam, yeah. of stuff that I favourited. And I very rarely go back to it. <laughs> and so it is a little bit pick and mix and you do pick from stuff the stuff that i've got saved exactly as you said is albums that i always owned anyway yeah um i just think the opportunity to have it at your fingertips and go mm. i want to have it's a taste brilliant. of that and i want to try that and not have to feel like you have to pay i do feel terrible because i always was a person who would have to have even when itunes became super popular 10 15 years ago i was very stringent and just like nah I am buying the CD. It's one of my favorite bands. I'm going, I'm going to the shop and I'm buying the CD. So I've got a physical copy in my hand because that means I love the band more. Because <laughs> I'm a and real fan. Know. And they will know. I'm a true they will, fan. Yeah, because they'll be like, this guy bought it from a shop in yeah. this city. And can't, you, know, you can't sign a digital disc, yeah, a digital exactly. track. And, and you just, can only, sign, it anyway. only sign cover art when you buy the actual disc. I'm think, a little bit sad that the death of the LP, you know, like that you don't listen to whole LPs as much as you yeah. used to because of what you're saying you listen to a track and you don't download tracks that don't immediately grab you and that's just, I, I get that I'm a little remorseful you know you, that um, you know have that experience of a track growing on you yeah. so much you know, yeah. that, that B-side yeah. that yeah. wasn't a single that you know that over time just becomes your favourite because yeah. you've, you've listened to it and it grows on you but I kind of think that the whole streaming thing is a little bit more of a pure 
music experience. I'm going to see if I can talk my way through this. Like physical music, owning a piece of physical music has been a, is a relatively new thing. You know, like LPs, before LPs, where there was those, you know, um, paper roll things that, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like, but we're talking about what? maybe a hundred years of being able to actually own and play a piece of music. Yeah. And so before that, how did you, uh, what did you have to do to experience music? Go and see it live or make yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Hmm. So you go to the local venue and you would pay to get in, right? Or yeah. you'd pay the, the musician to play the song that you wanted to hear. And probably not their song, it was probably a cover. Yeah. So isn't something like Spotify, where musicians are getting paid per play, essentially, a little bit more of that pure experience that you're rewarding them for the amount of time you're listening to their music rather than that one-off payment of a physical piece of media? Do they get paid every time? I don't know. I don't really know how it works. I'm just talking about my ass. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I know, I, I know it's not as beneficial to the artists. Yeah, you know, because obviously it wouldn't be. You know, artists still want you to buy physical copies and pay that money for. A, a but it's also why the rise, the return of like touring, yeah, because then that's where they make more money yeah. through touring rather than and that's through why sales. Tickets, yeah, have have gone through the roof for live gigs. Yeah, just like doubled and tripled in value in yeah. the last two or three years to go and see artists. We probably need to talk to someone who actually makes money through Spotify. And find out how they find do. Out what, what they I'm think. not uh, shaming the sister service. This it's brilliant. Mm. I just hated. There was that moment where I gave. I thought, oh, cool. I've, I can. It's just, I give Simon all this music. Yeah, and it's you can all locked. Man. And I just real. And I just thought. So to 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 have this, what I'm experiencing, I only get if I pay these people continually. And I just didn't like it. But then it's. Uh, you know, I, I do that for my phone. I'm quite happy to pay the same amount for my phone because every two years I'll get a new one yeah. and I know that I'm going to do that. It's like yeah. a car. I'd, I'd be happy to lease a car every two, yeah. five you, years. You buy a new one anyway. You I'd also be happy to have that. So I don't disagree with the idea. You don't have to pay for it either. So you can I run the Spotify for free. month. But you get... No, no, you can run it for free, but then you get the adverts in between the songs. So you get... Every four songs or something, there's an advert, mm. which you just become that's annoying, numb to. Which yeah. is yeah. weird that that's just commercial radio that people still listen to. Yeah, yeah, Spotify. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my god, there's an ad. Yeah, and people are like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm. I'm, I'm I was just enjoying that music, and now it's been stopped for thirty seconds of listening. But there are ways of sharing as well, and you know, again, if, if you go about it the right way, and um, you you're really keen on it. Um, as an example, my, my dad and I um, will take it in turns every maybe two months. We haven't done it for a while, but every two months to create a playlist for each other of things. And it started off initially of as uh, new things that we discovered, um, things that had come up, and I'd send him 10, and at the end of the month I'd say, here's this. And it'd be awesome because about a week later, my dad would send me this huge long messenger message you know, critiquing and reviewing what he thought of all the tracks. Yeah. And it made us realise how similar we are in our music taste, which yeah. we always knew, but amazingly we'd pick out certain elements of certain songs. And that to me has been a massive plus of using the Spotify service. It's kind of turned now into, okay, I don't listen to loads and loads of new stuff. So 
here's some stuff I used to listen to, but I, I've never played it to you, so let me know what you think. And sometimes it's like, nah, that's terrible. <laughs> Didn't really work for me, or sometimes that's awesome. And yeah, we do like an album's worth. We'll do 13 sort of random tracks every couple of months. Do you know, it actually sounds like exactly what I want out of you. <laughs> You can join in. We'll, and because, I'm, Simon, I don't have a fixed mindset, I'm, I'm happy to in, go and open up a Spotify. Yeah. Why, don't, um, why don't you take on the... Um, procure, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Curating of the Dad Regime playlist so you can, you can share that with the audience. Does that mean I have to go and get Spotify? Uh, I don't know. No, you can make playlists without it and share it, can't you? I don't know. I'm looking to do it. I don't think so, but yeah. never mind. Okay. I'm going to join. Turn. We've turned him. Good work. Oh, we did it. Job done. Uh, Simon, you, what's on your playlist? Um, this is actually something for Joel. Ooh. Um, when Challenge. he finally when he gets his Spotify <laughs> set up and starts <laughs> listening to music in the proper format, it. It's actually obviously a playlist that I want to share with a lot of people, but without joking, it is kind of for Joel. Um, this is kind of sweet. Because this is, a, this is, it is, it's a romantic moment. This is uh, an artist um, that I think means quite a lot to Joel and I. Um, he, he's a singer called Dallas Green, um, but under the moniker of City and Colour. Uh, he came um, about in a band called Alexis on Fire, um, back in the day, very good post-hardcore band, very good heavy band, and then branched out on his own and, and released uh, a great range of um, solo singer-songwriter acoustic albums. Um, and I think as, as singer-songwriters, as we'd call ourselves, has influenced both of us quite heavily. Mm. Um, we spent a lot of time listening to him. We've been to see him live together. There have been evenings at each other's houses where we've gotten a guitar out, and instead of playing a mix of songs, I've played one of his albums from start to finish and sang it together. <laughs> 45 minutes worth, haven't we? And just started a track one and just done the whole album together. Um, to the great enjoyment of our wives, who also adore him. Um, in later years, his output hasn't been as strong. I don't know whether you'd agree with that. We both feel he's gone a bit more country and a bit more <laughs> soft. In his, uh, in his output. Um, however, I stumbled across an album this week on Spotify that was released back in November, um, and it's a live album. It's called Guide Me Back Home, which is actually a lyric from one of his songs. And it is about 17 or 18 live tracks from different live performances right. on a tour he did of Canada, which is where he's from, he's Canadian singer-songwriter. Um, and it is just pristine. It is beautiful. His voice is so on point. Um, everything is completely stripped down. So it's him and a guitar, which is exactly how we love Dallas. <laughs> him and a guitar. Every now and then there's, there's a little bit of piano work, a um, bit of backing singing and a bit of harmonizing. But it's, it's him just stripped bare in. You can just hear he's singing in almost like cathedral halls mm. and these beautiful theatres. He's not performing in front of a, a you know, a rock it's stage or pub. whatever, the local pub. You can just get that sense. It's it's raw and it's 
and it's made me fall in love with Dallas all over again. Yeah. I've been in love with him for years as a singer-songwriter, and he's influenced me so much in my own songwriting. Um, but I haven't stopped listening to it. And these are songs I've known for 10, 12 years now that he's been releasing albums. And I find myself new, almost feeling like they're new versions of songs. So, what? have you, Chris, have you listened to City in Colour? No. 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 Uh, no. I, and, uh, but I will now. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those vocals where I, I feel like everyone will love him. And I've shown a few people and they've gone, a bit too depressing or sings too high for me. And it's like, that's exactly why. There's two reasons why I absolutely love it. Yeah. And he's got a great sense of humour. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, got a wicked sense of humour. If you see him live and he talks or you see interviews and there's a few little just bits between him and the, the audience in, the, in these things and just very witty and he just makes you laugh. He just, it's kind of bloke you'd want to hang out with, I think. But, um, but yeah, as I said, it, it has just, I've just fallen back in love with his back catalogue. Even songs I'm not massively fond on because of the new way they've been done. So yeah, right. check it out, oh. Joel. Yeah. Joel, what's on your playlist? Do you know, I uh, backtracked as well without Spotify. Just went and <laughs> bought Jack Johnson's um, Bush Brushfire Fairy Tale, yeah. which is the first one of the first tracks I ever heard was um, Frames or something from from that one. And I was worried that I wouldn't enjoy it because I remember it being very lo-fi and, you know, he was very, uh, very early in his career. And it's it's wicked. I enjoyed it just as much. Yeah. It's about discovering stuff. I think sometimes things just get over-polluted. And I think a lot of that sort of surfer, so singer-songwriter, male surfer, just nice reggae-ish sort of dubby sort of sound just got too much. Like, he was... I'm not saying he's the start of it. He was one of the poster boys was, for it very yeah, early on. Yeah. And then so many came out and you just got, I just got sick of it. Yeah. And but, then through that, I got sick of him. But he was actually the unassuming guy. Yeah. He, yeah. It, there's other guys that were quite calculated in presenting that. Mm. He was really unassuming and was encouraged by his surfer mates who were like, dude, this is great. They'd go on surf trips and he would play his songs. And they're like, you got to do something. And then he started put just embedding them in his... Um, films because he used to do um, surf photography yeah. um, and he would make surf films with his mates um, was nearly a pro surfer I think and uh, and so he really didn't sort of go I'm going to go and do this yeah. it just sort of happened yeah. and came out which is cool you know what about you Chris uh, I've got something you can listen on Spotify too oh, but it is a podcast yeah um, and I actually am wearing my Juck the Federated Republic uh, t-shirt <laughs> because Mission to Zix the improvised science fiction podcast returns in March, so it should be just about spot on for uh, when this goes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really funny. I love it. Let's get back into it. Yeah, uh, that's us. See, See you next time. Next time. Wait.
we can't keep our heads up We stare until we can And we'll lie awake until The light touches our faces And we'll lie awake until The light touches our bodies And we'll lie awake until Thank you.